What is up, party people? Hello, all you lovely traumatized humans. I am going to tell you about an impromptu date that I went on and also about my existential crisis. I have a problem and you might have sim a similar problem too if you thought about it enough. Uh, my problem is an aching dissatisfaction, a constant persistent notion that I should be more, that I should do more, produce more, laugh more, help more, learn more, live more. And the problem with this aching dissatisfaction is that nothing is ever enough. No job is enough. No place is enough. No person is enough. No accomplishment is enough. This desire for more sits in between my teeth and it is a somewhat privileged place to sit. If I were focusing on surviving, let's say, I wouldn't have the time or capacity to consider this ache. And as it is, I feel certain that my potential is only halfway stoked. My fire, a slow, soft burn rather than a raging fire. So so-and-so said, somebody said, who said this, that um, most of us are not living, we're just existing. That is the thing that frightens me the most, to simply exist and not to live. To live as if waiting patiently to die. That seems really sad to me, to go through the motions and not really feel or do or think about anything deeply and intentionally. What a strange conundrum. What a rut. I could blame it on COVID, but that's insincere. I was dating someone for months with a little intimacy. Why? Because I'm an idiot. Live and learn, that's why. But recently, I moved into a new place my own place, a tiny place, half a mile from the ocean. I live in South Orange County now where rich people go to retire, where children grow up not knowing hardship, where there's a lot of military men gnawing hungrily at the prospect of a date with a living, breathing, live woman. There's military base down here. That's why I met a Marine, not on purpose, who was smart and tall and strong and interesting. I expected nothing, which just goes to show that expectations are often the thing that ruins a good time. He told me he's moving to DC in a few months. I told him I'm traveling for a month or so without a solid return timeline. Sometimes the problem with dating is that the pretense of forever weighs things down, makes any forward moment, uh, movement seem impossible. We chatted, drank an old fashioned. The conversation was easy. At one point, a large smelly man brushed his hard belly up against me, cutting into our conversation about politics with a pasty declaration of support for Tulsi Gabbard. The Marine and I laughed it off and I was like, get off of me, you. Uh, and then we left the bar for a walk around the neighborhood, which took us back to my apartment. We spent the night together, and he left with a promise to text me the next day. He also left his watch, a leather banded Timex that is still on my windowsill. The next day he texted me, yesterday was fun. I hope to see you again. And thank you. I needed a night like that. I responded in kind, not actually expecting to ever see him again. Our spur of the moment date felt like stepping out of my life for a minute, my normal regimented routine. It was a distraction, sure, but it was a lovely, fulfilling one. Another problem with the aching dissatisfaction is that distractions seem enormously palatable. We're all distracting ourselves all the time with technology, alcohol, drugs, gambling, sex, food, work, pick your vice. And I've been there, certainly, when the existential crisis I grapple with feel unmanageable, when I'm overwhelmed with the largeness of life, the unending options, the many, many things I hope to someday experience or accomplish. We know we're distracting ourselves, and usually we think it's a bad thing, but I'm not sure that's totally true. Sometimes the pain or bleakness or struggles of life necessitate an escape, and the people who are in the most pain probably need the biggest escapes. This isn't a condemn condemnation of of the people, but rather of the pain. Seth Godin wrote that instead of wondering when your next vacation is, maybe you should set up a life you don't need an escape from. This is a wonderful idea. It's a good notion. Um, but to create a life that doesn't require an escape is a difficult thing. It takes strategic planning, failure, discomfort, and considerable effort. And sometimes creating a good life is a slow burn. It can take years and, and progress can feel incredibly infuriatingly slow. 
I guess my takeaway is this. Distract yourself if you must, but it might be better to commit yourself to experiencing life, to building a reality that stimulates interests in and engages you, and to spend time with people who do the same. To pursue anything less is to sell yourself short. To distract yourself to death is a waste of this one wild, precious, ephemeral life. And to grapple with an aching dissatisfaction or longing for more is utterly, beautifully human. Hmm. Okay. That was fun, huh? Um, I don't know. I, I really don't know what else to say. If you feel like you're stuck, you might be, but also just keep persisting and you won't be stuck forever. Okay. And I also feel like this is something that people grapple with throughout their life. Like, oh, what should I, what's the best thing for me to be doing? Where should I be? What, what is the next good and right thing? So if you feel like that as well, you're probably not alone. Um, and then the only thing I, I linked for further reading is a book called The Book of the World. It is this combination of quotes. Somebody wrote it. Nobody knows who wrote it. It has very mysterious origins, but it's just this book of compiled quotes that people have said throughout time and it makes sense and it looks like scripture. And so it's just really interesting. And uh, I read it every night before bed because <laughs> I'm so evolved. Okay. Bye.